0: You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmantheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matus Weingast, and today is April twenty-third, 2017, the 27th day in the month of Nissan, 5777. It's the 12th day in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, please do so sometime today. This coming week, it is uh, going to be Rosh Kodesh ER on Wednesday and Thursday, if you're studying Daf Yomi today, Baba Basra Daf uh, Tzadik Aleph, ninety-one. Temperature outside of our studios here at the uh, at the uh, seven o six mark in the morning, six minutes after the hour, Eastern Time. It's forty-five degrees and sunny, going up to a high of sixty-four degrees, partly cloudy, and uh, forty-six degrees tonight, clear. Is the forecast in Jerusalem? It's sixty-one degrees outside now. Sunny, going down to a low of 46 later tonight. It is uh, nice to be here. Hope you all had a nice week. Appreciate you joining me this morning. We have a great show set for you. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at 7:30. Uh, no news from Israel today. Chana Julian has the morning off, and uh, in the second hour, we'll be joined by Chef Avram Wiseman, and he will be with us talking about the brand new. Kosher Culinary Center. Very, very exciting. It's opening up soon. We'll hear all about it from Chef Avram Wiseman. Looking forward to that tremendously. Uh, that'll be in the second hour. And other than that, we're going to be playing lots of upbeat music today for your listening enjoyment. And I Thank everyone for joining me this morning. Yeah, let's get right to it. What are we going to start off with? Oh, various artists. New Asher is the name of the selection. I'll give you a sneak peek. We'll hear from Mendy Jarufi, Asher Barkin, Shlomo Kabach, Yehuda, and Ari Boyanju just in the first half hour of this morning's show. J.M. Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: On J.M. Sunday, Mattis Wine guest with you. We get set for uh, Rabbi Goldwasser in a few seconds. Uh, Reminder, we're not going to have the news from Israel today. We're giving, kind of Julian has the day off this morning. Um, And uh, we will continue with music throughout the morning. But during the second hour, we'll be joined by Chef Avram Wiseman of the uh, new, brand new, uh, Kosher Culinary Center that is opening up in Brooklyn. Very, very exciting to hear, and we'll be discussing uh, we'll be discussing this and uh, all about uh, all about uh, uh, the training that is going to be available. We'll be discussing that with Chef Avram coming up at about eight fifteen this morning. Very excited to uh, to have him join us, and we'll talk about everything that he's going to be doing over there. So that's about eight fifteen. Kosher culinary courses uh, are amazing over there. Uh, from what I've seen so far, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, kosher culinary center with Chef Avram Wiseman at about eight fifteen this morning. Right now, uh, at this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Golwasser. Rabbi Golwasser's words are Lazech Nishmas Harav Zev Rabbi Valevi and Esther Bas Rabbi Valevi Here is Rabbi David Golwasser with morning chizuk.
0: We read in Parsha Samor, "Kedoshim Yiu, they shall be holy to their God." and they shall not desecrate the name of Hashem. Our Chachomim are intrigued by the Torah's contrast of achieving ultimate holiness or sinking to the level of profaning the name of Hashem. The Torah's aparsha explains that Avodis Hashem, serving Hashem is absolute. There's no middle road. Either one sanctifies the name of Hashem or Chas v'sholom, the honor of heaven, is profaned. There is no middle ground. A similar sequence is noted in the second paragraph of Shema. If you continually hearken unto my mitzvos, to love Hashem with all your heart and with all your soul, then it says, lest you turn astray and serve other gods. There's a reference made to serving Hashem on the highest level. And then conversely, the Torah says that if one doesn't, one would serve other gods. How can we understand this? it can be clarified with a statement from the Talmud in The Yerushalmi says, the Klal Yisrael were forgiven for the sins of idol worship, immorality, and bloodshed. But Hashem did not forgive the Klal for their abandonment of Torah learning, for Bittu Torah. Why was the transgression of these three cardinal sins pardonable, but not the lapse of Bittul Torah? The great altar of Kelm explains that one who serves of Zarah, idol worship, commits murder, or is immoral. He has rejected his human qualities and therefore he is comparable to an animal. His culpability is not for these sins. Rather, he is responsible for the initial offense which resulted in his ultimate downfall. That original offense is Bittal Torah. Man's responsibility is to always be aware that his abandonment of Torah can and will only lead to his descent. Likewise on Yom Kippur at Mincha time, it's interesting, as we reach a peak in our spiritual standing, we read the Parsha of Immorality. This serves to call to our attention the importance of maintaining our exalted spiritual status, lest we plunge to the lowest levels of immorality. There is no middle ground, either Kedusha or Tumah. The Zohar explains that the word Sphira is from the Loshan of Saper, or Sapphire. During the days of Sphira, our mission is to purify and refine our souls, to polish our character so that its true brilliance will shine forever. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
3: yach yagiya lecholam hu yodia mize 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 mi zmal chamlahakim davcholat avit eh yukalkhas meti mishlo yirtzelot tavid Lo <tries> i he never did get my mama, Shia will arrive, and everyone will know Who is it, who is it, who is the king Oh, yes, mama, 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 mama,
4: Yeah, this is the we to i back Ay ay the i the vai batorira vem senha nas lua every your eyes ah sem me se go boda e batorira you She am a the the Sto ay 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 así mi sigo el martoiro así mi se amo weil martoiro Lei batto mi I battle you, me you said to You
5: you dancing away the night Oh, Goliath gave up the fight And come out from behind the glove Everyone sees the one we love Now you know why this whole world got spinning And how the end is just the beginning <speaking in Spanish>
6: Let's go. 1
1: Lomo Cats here on JM Sunday. Matta Swine, guest with you, 8 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, here uh, in our studios, top of the hour. Good morning, all, and thank you for joining us here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's the 23rd of April, 12th day in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, please do so sometime today. It is the 27th of Nissan, 5777. And the Rosh Chodesh will uh, take place this coming Wednesday and Thursday. In Dafyomi, Yomi, it's uh, Daf Sadik Aleph, 91 in Baba Basra. And uh, the temperature outside here from our studios is 45 sunny degrees, going up to a high of 64 today and uh, partly cloudy. And uh, tonight, 46 degrees and clear in Jerusalem, 61 degrees and sunny. Right now, 46 degrees is the expected low tonight. Hannah Julian is off today and uh, she'll get back with us next Sunday with our news from Israel. My thanks, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget the great programming continues all day long right here on the network. Throughout the day, throughout the night, Nachum will be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with the JM and the AM, followed by Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show. That's an exclusive. Both are exclusive to the Nachum Siegel Network, as we are on JM Sunday, as many of the shows are. And a great music mix Throughout the uh, throughout the day when there isn't any live programming or uh, or preset programming. Actually, come to think of it, I think all the shows on the Nachum Siegel Network are exclusive to Nachum Siegel Network. Maybe one. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> just keep on listening all day long. It's the best thing to do. Uh, like us on Facebook, JM Sunday. Like the page when you get a chance. When you're there, you can like the uh, Israel Show page for Mayor Weingarten. And uh, that is always a nice thing to do. We're going to go back to the music. And then shortly, about 8.15, we're going to be joined by Chef Avram Wiseman of the uh, brand-new Kosher Culinary Center that is going to be opening up very soon. We'll find out all about it, Uh, looking at the things that are offered. It's amazing. So we're going to talk to Chef Avram about that, the Kosher Culinary Center. That'll come up in about 15 minutes, uh, a little bit less, right here on uh, JM Sunday. So back to the music. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this morning. Here's the Yeshiva Boys Choir. J.M. Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
0: Here we go.
3: Doin' the like the might <laughs> a like
2: Sasson, nechaverecha Bar Yochai, nishan nashrecha Shem en Sasson, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai Bar Yochai, shem en Kodesh bim Shachatam, in midad Hakodesh Nar Shatam Ze wo kolesh ko boshal boshper etha ar yo hay ar yo hay ar yo hay raspiraspir ar yo hay ar yo hay ar yo hay moshafta yashfta yum imarat Rashbi, 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 Bar Yochai. bariohai, Rashbi, 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 Bar Yochai. Bar Limude, Hashem emlodim, Or musle, Oraykodem yokdim, Alohem ayorucha, ayorucha, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai Bar Yochai, Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Galbi pura shalafta Gambulat korteret alai ish, ashurit umisureja. Rashmi, 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 Variochai. Rashmi, 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 Variochai. شقد داشين שלושים ושתיים, נתים עוד ושתרומה עד קירום, שתים עורך בר יוחאי, בר יוחאי, בר יוחאי נבי שמעון, בר יוחאי, בר יוחאי בר יוחאי, עונוס לרומנה ירדה Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai Bar Yochai, asher yolathecha, asher ha'am, he'm no medecha Asher ha'am, he'm al-zodhecha, lebu sh'ko sh'en Rabbi Shimon, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai Rabbi Shimon, Bar Yochai, Bar Yochai Agueda de va Israel. Sheyavo, Vika de
3: God love to When you come in, You eat loved's lives, And we talk to I'm not going to Sassim bevoa, osim bema, vetson konea.
1: That was God Elbaz here on JM Sunday Montes Wine Guest with you. Thank you so much for joining us here. On uh, JM Sunday, it's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to welcome all of you to uh, to be here. Uh, let's see. It is April 23rd, 2017, 12th day in the counting of the Omer. So if you forgot to count last night, please do so sometime today. 27th day in the month of Nisan, Rosh Chodesh ER, Wednesday and Thursday. And if you're studying Daf Yomi, it's Baba Basra at Aleph, Daf 91 in, um, in Baba Basra. Chef Avram Wiseman has had a long and varied professional career as a chef and culinary educator, and uh, he is going to be joining us in just a second. I will uh, give some of the accolades. He is uh, the Dean of Student Affairs and co-founder of the Kosher Culinary Center, which is set to open shortly. Uh, chef Avram began teaching in uh, 2000, I believe, or well, We'll get the uh, specifics on that. He is thoroughly familiar with the demands of the kosher kitchen. He's been an executive chef for a number of kosher caterers and uh, has made a tremendous name for himself. And it was and it is with great pleasure that I welcome Chef Avram Wiseman to JM Sunday. Good morning, Chef Avram.
7: Good morning, Marthas. Thanks so much for inviting me. My,
1: my pleasure, especially on this early, uh, on this early Sunday. I, I do appreciate you joining us. I'm going to get right into this and ask you why is it important for there to be a school devoted to training chefs within the Jewish community?
7: Wow, great question Marthas. <laughs> well, it is important and um, there was another school that started up seven or eight years ago on Coney Island Avenue, and they're no longer with us. But uh, by working there as an employee, I got to see how important this role is in the Jewish community. Um, As a father of two, I certainly hope that every Yeshiva child that graduates high school goes on to a four-year college. Many people who call me and ask me about the culinary program culinary program at our new Culture Culinary Center in Flatbush asked me about enrolling their child in a culinary class. And the first question I have for them is, why isn't your son or daughter going to a four-year institution? Good question. I hope, and I ask parents. I am a father, and my question to them is, why aren't you trying to get your child into YU? Why isn't your child going to Johns Hopkins University? Why aren't they going to Princeton, Yale, Harvard? These are great institutions and a four year degree is extremely important for a youngster, a young person entering the workforce these days. Well, the response I get from many parents is that my son or my daughter does not have what it takes as far as sitting at a desk for four years or eight years. My son and daughter is extremely intelligent, but they are not academic in the the sense that they have potential for academia for four or eight more years. Uh, There are many people who do very well with hands-on type of vocation. Um, if we did not have people who are good at hands-on vocations, I guess the Michelin would have never truly been built <laughs> or something like that. That's that's absolutely
1: true. You need people who are in a different uh, professional uh, uh, environment, if you will, or have a different professional career than what some of the or many of the four-year colleges or traditional programs have to offer. You have it in in the idea of training people to prepare. Uh, works of art, first of all, I think when you when you see what goes on and when when you see chefs preparing, uh, but also uh, what's what 's a standard and a staple in the Jewish community is food uh, and, and instead of just having let 's say you know i mean all food is is great, but when you have something prepared by a chef, it brings it up tremendous levels, so it makes sense that those students who may not have uh, the Zitzfleisch, as we say for four year college can go and get a training uh, in a very professional environment in your school. Um, Before we continue with with, uh, this, let's get the specifics. It is the uh, Kosher Culinary Center. It is on, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's 2359 Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn.
7: That's perfect, Martha. We are uh, where Utica and Flatbush Avenue and Avenue S come together. We're three blocks away from King's Plaza. So anyone from the five towns can make it to us without even hitting the belt off. Wow,
1: very convenient. And when are you you officially set to open? Uh,
7: We are planning on opening the first week of May, coming up soon with our professional program. Wow, is it
1: too early for people to call and to sign up yet?
7: No, absolutely not. In fact... uh, we're looking at closing out one of our first classes already as we've had a very good demand and uh, we've had tremendous amount of inquiries and we're just about two students away from um, saying our first program is full. So, Wow. Um, Thank God. You know, and we want to start with our professional program and very shortly thereafter, meaning within two weeks of our professional program, we're going to have lots of fun... Uh, educational and entertainment classes, recreational classes like date night, which has always proved so popular. Right?
1: Would you agree that um, someone who wants to go into this particular line of work has to really enjoy it and, like you said, have fun with their creations and have fun with what they're doing? Is that would you say that's an important part of uh, of someone's psyche who wants to be in this profession?
7: I don't think it's important. I think it's essential, and I'll take it one step further. The word passion really has to be there. The food industry, kosher or non-kosher, is a brutal industry. Yeah, uh, Whether you're working in a catering company, a restaurant, a food service operation, a hospital, a prison, a yeshiva, um, or fine dining, it's a brutal business there are very long hours the conditions are not ideal uh... when your friends are sitting at the beach on july fourth chances are you're going to be in a hundred twenty degree or a hundred degree kitchen so very hot people get cut people get burned and then once you get cut a broken cabin to seven hours at the stove to <laughs> do what you have to do there are easier ways to earn a living and i'm really honest about it and try to encourage I do try to encourage young students who are entering this field that I think you should come to our school and learn to cook and use those skills to be the best cook at Harvard, to be the best cook at Princeton. Or or (laughs) what I tell parents, let your your children become a pediatric neurosurgeon and on weekends put out the greatest food they've ever had for their family and friends.
1: Well, you know, it's...
7: it, it's, it's a tough it, business, yeah. not this, but if you have, right, that, if the passion is there, there's very little other that will satisfy someone who has that dream and has that desire.
1: Right. And, and how many people do we know who are in professions... Uh, that are, that's not in the culinary profession necessarily, and yet you find out when you go to visit or when you go to their homes or whatever, that they are fantastic. I, I won't say chef because I know that's an official term, but they're fantastic, you know, um, their they're own chefs, if you will. and And you would never think that, but it's that passion and it gives them a, a way of relaxing. I know there's high pressure in it, but when you're doing it maybe for yourself and your guests, sure. you have that. It's right. an amazing thing.
7: Um, it's, it's, it's satisfying. It's tremendously satisfying when your guests look at you with awe and you have managed a tremendous feat of uh, putting out artistic plates and it was all executed so smoothly that it looked like the person who was catering to you barely broke a sweat. Right, exactly. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: uh, Now, uh, Chef Avram Wiseman is with us this morning from the Kosher Culinary Center, set to open up the first week of May. They're located at 2359 Flatbush Avenue. Phone number for contact is seven one eight three three eight eleven ten seven one eight three three eight eleven ten, 718-338-1110, and the website is kosherculinarycenter.com. Now, I see here that under your courses, you have the main course, the Career Training Program, What's involved in the career training program for someone who really feels they have the, the desire, the passion, as you said, possibly the ability going in to, uh, to go through this course and really uh, enjoy it and come out as a professional? What's involved in it? How long would it take? Uh, and what's the expectation afterwards for, uh, for internships or placements or things like that?
7: Uh, however... Uh, th- What we call bread and butter at the school is the professional culinary class, and that is what we've been working with the state of New York to have licensed and approved and accredited. We've already joined forces with Ben-Gurion University of the Negev, who has a similar program and has offered our students externships in hotels and a lot. But that's a long story. We'll get into that another okay. time. Okay. Right now, the expectations for someone who wants to join our professional training program, if their parents have given up on telling them they should be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or accountant, then that's not going to work. They should call us. The first thing we require is either a GED or high school diploma. If you want to complete the program and get proper certification, an hour certificate um, at the end of the course. It's 54 days long, Marcus, and each day is four hours. It's really fun-filled. It's, um, it's hot, a bit of high pressure. It's a college-level course. Right. Um, it's it not just walking in the kitchen and potchkeying with the chicken or learning to make potato pickle. Um There's mathematics involved. There is studying. There's academia involved. Um, there's a bit of biology, there's quite a bit of microbiology, as this National Restaurant Association's Surf Safe Course is also integrated with our class and is offered free of charge to all those who take the professional culinary program. Fifty-four days, four hours a day, um, when you are done, there's a final buffet, and you are invited to bring... Your husband, wife, mom, dad, uh, we've had students at the past school who have brought some of their up on him for a Final Buffet, which is oh, a wow. capstone day, which uh, it uh, completes the series, and there's a lovely buffet and bar, and we uh, have a great party at the end. Uh, cocktails involved for all those over 21 years old. Um, when you're done, we won't guarantee, but I have an excellent track record of finding anyone an externship in a kosher kitchen. The okay. kosher kitchen could be a caterer. It could be a place like uh, Ramaj Shiva, which serves 500 or 600 students several times a day. It could be a high-end restaurant, as Prime Grill was one of our uh, main extern sites. Bison and Bourbon has stepped up to the and offered externships for us. We have Team Fusion. Chef Jeff, Jeff Nathan of uh, Abigail's is a good supporter of ours, and he, of course, always opens his kitchen to our graduates. So there are quite a few places. Um, an externship is kind of like what we just went through in on. This is a HoYim. You. You're working for six weeks generally. Each externship is site specific and specific to each student's personal needs and schedules so um, that being said a student graduates us and works for six weeks normally in an unpaid situation in a butcher kitchen and after the six weeks very frequently it's in the in it's in the restaurant or school or kitchen's best interest to offer these students a paid position because they've already been trained, and they know the exact nuances of how food is plated and how each operation runs. So, frequently, the uh, chefs, the head chefs, or the managers, or owners of these institutions, offer the students a job. It's also a great benefit for all these institutions, because most of our graduates uh, wear a kippah, the Shema Shabbat they're well-versed in the laws of kashrut. It does not mean they are automatically licensed or approved to be mashkiah. Right, that's different. However, it is extremely helpful in a professional kitchen environment to have a trustworthy who can cover if the mashkiah needs to step out for an hour for an emergency, or perhaps if a mashkiah can't be there late one night. There have been times when the Rapha Hamachshel will approve of one of our graduates to oversee a closing or to be trusted with certain uh, Kashmir overseeing responsibilities. Right. But I, that's of course based on each Rapha Hamachshel and each sure.
1: It's interesting. <laughs> it, go ahead, Rapa. No, I was going to say it's, it's very interesting when you point out the different places that. Uh, could use chefs. I mean, we know restaurants. I guess we assume that. Or we assume it's a hotel. But when you talk about places like a yeshiva that has to feed a lot of people, it's it's really. And I'm not you know knocking anybody's jobs that they they have. But there's a big difference, and you can tell the difference, of course, between uh, a a bunch of let's say short order cooks or uh, or a chef who gets the training through your program. Uh, to understand what needs to be ordered for something, I mean, I, I, it's not just oh, let's you know get ten pounds of meat for something. Yeah, like you sure. said, you really have to learn uh, all about this. It's uh, you know we it's we've it's seen it's big
7: business, now. right? When exactly. Thinking, it's big business, and if you mess up, you are out of business. Right? Exactly.
1: You, it,
7: it, a, a, a great example would be if we were at um, your wedding someone's wedding and there were 400 people and the caterer the chef did really well right. he had he had enough food for 398 people <laughs> only the grandmother and the mother of the bride didn't have enough food <laughs> well that wouldn't go over so well right. <laughs> and, and on the other side of that vision after the event, after the wedding was over if there's enough meat in the walk-in refrigerator and the oven's left over for another 100 guests well that chef isn't me any business. exactly
1: so there goes there goes the uh, the profits and and uh, you have a lot of wasted food there uh you also have a program here i see on on the the website the career training program in pastry arts now is that something that um, someone would would go into as a pastry chef or does somebody really need to have the the chef training, the the basic training in uh, culinary arts, before going into a specialty for pastry arts?
7: Um, We take people in both these programs that don't know which end of a knife to hold. Okay. And that's how we start day one and day two, is how to hold the knife, how to sharpen the knife.
1: Knife skills, very important. Well,
7: (laughs) knife knife skills, whether in pastry arts or culinary arts, it all starts with holding a knife. Right. whether it's our professional culinary program or whether it's our professional pastry program, which will start uh, in September, uh, so the culinary program will be starting much earlier than the pastry program. Okay. Um, whether you're in either one of those, ask whether you graduate our programs or you go to Institute of Culinary Education in the city, I believe they call ICE, or the French Culinary Institute, or there are several other Greek cooking schools that are non Mm kosher. When you finish a program for any of these institutions, uh, you are well-suited for an entry-level kitchen position where you can move up quickly, where you can become a sous chef, where you can become the head cook, where you can move up rapidly. There are very few people who are going to give the keys to anyone out of school their operation and let them run it. Right, of course. A a great analogy of that is someone who goes to four years of college and is going into the medical profession. Well, that person, after their four years of college, has, I believe, three to four years of medical school. Sure. And after you graduate medical school, even if you're the best in the class, you're basically not allowed to put a Band-Aid on anyone. You have to do, I believe, a residency or an internship and work for quite a bit of time at extreme hours before you were handed the Band-Aid box or before <laughs> you sit right. with anyone. Right. So th- this is kind of a similar analogy, no matter what school it is. The Culinary Institute of America is uh, as the granddaddy of all... Co- oh, no, I'm sorry, not kosher, but... Culinary schools mm-hmm. and if you take their most deluxe program, you owe ninety seven thousand dollars <laughs> after you come out owing ninety seven thousand dollars, <laughs> you still don't get the keys to the big kitchen right you are you are still a number two or a number three exactly so so just like the medical profession, when you get out, there is hands on practical work where generally you're working in. Um, an emergency room or a major hospital for, I guess, a year or two, and w- working with physicians who have practiced all their life and learning the practical application of what they've learned in school.
1: Sure. Uh, Chef Aver Meisman is with us this morning from the uh, Kosher Culinary Center, opening up in just a couple of weeks on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. I uh, remind everyone the phone number 718 Three three eight eleven ten seven one eight three three eight eleven ten. You can go to the website kosherculinarycenter.com. dot com. And as uh, Chef Aver mentioned before, some of the classes are about to close already in the professional program, but you should call and see what's there and and uh, make your reservations. Uh, uh, one quick question, and then I want to ask you about uh, something else that's on here under special events. Have you had uh, in in your experience in the other um, kosher schools? Uh, of non uh quote non kosher chefs who've who've been trained elsewhere who want to come in and learn about kosher food um to to see what it 's about to see why it's different to see what it you know what 's entailed in that
7: yeah that's a good question and actually uh to go further than that um through the past years at the other kosher center um at uh CKCA, the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts on Coney Island Avenue, which oh, met its demise two years ago through mm-hmm. uh, licensing issues.
6: Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have
7: had um, people of color, we've had non-Jews, we've had um, non-practicing Jews join our program. And uh, when I interviewed some of the applicants, uh, one of the ladies, so a young lady from Haiti, who had a... Small catering company. She started something in Harlem, Uh and uh, she was applying for pastry decoration classes, and I said, do you understand that this is a kosher program, and in a meat kitchen, you won't be working with butter. Butter is kosher, but you're not working in a meat kitchen, so you might use non-dairy substitutes, or you're not going to be using heavy cream for your cake, or why would you want to do that? I, I was very uh, forthright and sure. I was questioning. I was very, extremely curious. Do you understand what kosher is? And the right. lady said, "Yeah, I have a pretty good idea." I said, "Why do you want to do this?" And she said to me, uh, "I shopped around. I <laughs> looked at the, I looked at ice in the city. I looked at French Culinary Institute. I looked at all the schools in Manhattan that were available, and they were about double the price." Wow. So. If I could come to you and you don't require any type of religious participation, right. and um, I could learn the same cake decoration skills, I could learn the same chocolate tempering techniques, I could learn all these great skills here at half the price. And she asked me, How do you do this for half the price of the other schools? And, well, basically, we're small and we're very dedicated. We have a mission. Like they said in
1: the Blues Brothers, we're on a mission. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And you bring up a very interesting point. Would you say that, uh, and I'm a layman in this, I don't, I don't know, I'm looking to you the expert. Would you say that when you're studying, let's say, the pastry arts, in this case you're talking about uh, someone who will not be able to use certain ingredients, or uh, they won't be trained in using certain ingredients in your school, but they want to learn the technique. Is it? Um, do you focus more on technique and how to prepare certain ingredients and how to make them look good and, and taste good or is it the type of ingredient so that someone who goes to the class could pick up any ingredient that they feel maybe they'll come up with their own recipes uh, it, is it fair to say that training is not recipe based it's more of um, procedure based if you're technique based
7: everything we do even though there's an academic uh, background to it. If we're going to be caramelizing a chicken breast, well the student has to understand what's going on the science behind it, which is known as the Malliot reaction of how proteins and uh, simple sugars in proteins uh, turn brown and what that is. So there's always the background knowledge of why something turns green or why a purple but uh, red cabbage could discolor uh, with the addition of a base, or how pH affects various hmm. various foods, um, that that's a major part of it. But our all of our classes are technique and skill driven. Uh, this has been written for the last two years. Every single class is so educationally specifically uh, directed towards maximum knowledge retention, and it is all. Uh, skill and technique driven, so that those folks who didn't do so great on their final, or those students who are really smart but they freeze up when it's time to take a test. Right. These are these are generally a lot of the the student types who who seek our um, training and. They are not at a disadvantage when it comes to technique and skill-driven. They just suck that up like a sponge and just want to keep repeating it and practicing and perfecting it. And the main thing is to show off and to show mom and dad. These are some, some of the students we get have had a tough time with book knowledge, right. cognitive learning. And when they find this niche and when they find that all of a sudden that. 19 or 20 years old that they could truly excel at something and do it better than just about anyone else they know. Well, it's just a tremendous self-esteem builder. It changes this person's entire world outlook and motivation for how they're going to attack their future and how they're going to survive all the hurdles of daily living in New York I
1: can imagine because they they are trained and they have a, a, a product at the end that is something they created their own art as I said before their own creation and I'm sure that is a great feeling before we wrap up I want to ask you a, a one or two quick things I know that in addition, uh, you have here on the website that you have cooking competitions, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. and you have uh, events. I know that uh, you've had like date night uh, cooking events for individuals. Also, will you be oh, offering? Yeah. Will you be offering those in the school uh, as you did in the past, where a few people can get together, maybe a group from a shul or a community or a bunch
6: of friends? Oh
7: yeah, excellent. I mean, besides the uh, what I call the fressing nuts, like date <laughs> nights and uh... Mexican, kosher night in the Yucatan, or Mumbai, or Asia. We have lots of topically specific uh, international cuisines we focus on. But besides the pressing classes, there's culinary competitions. We're doing private family feuds. Um, we have <laughs> uh, family feud with one side of the family versus the other side of the family. Wow! Uh, Come into the <laughs> just a state of the art kitchen and. Uh, it's a competition to see uh, maybe the shvigas side of the family, <laughs> the books, or the guys versus the girls, or mom and dad versus the kids. I right. do it all kinds of ways. <laughs> Listen to this one about this. I've had an inquiry recently. There's a young lady who is having a small botnism, and her idea is she is so devoted to the community. Her concept is she wants to have our friends involved in a kosher culinary competition for a batnitzvah and then they all want to take all this food and go to Maz Bia's soup kitchen and feed homeless and hungry people with the food. I want, this girl is amazing. So we'll be hosting one of those. We actually have bridal showers, we have uh, bachelor parties, we have a great facility. We're going to be doing everything that revolves around food, drinks, wine, wine tastings, we're going to be having, culinary competitions, steak nights. And I wanted to leave you with a thought that you and I, and most people, when we talk about kosher chefs or kosher cooks, the first vision that comes into our mind is a restaurant. Well, there are so many other positions sure. in, 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 in the field that we would never dream of. I mean, uh, I'm not suggesting it, but the New York prison population is—you always needs to be fed. You and I have quite a few gray hairs these days, Montes, and it <laughs> makes you think that our entire generation is not getting any younger. Yeah. Well, assisted living facilities, nursing homes—there are so many different type of. Facilities and institutions, and every one of them needs to feed people. Google and Microsoft that Jewish employees. Yeah, has kosher Achieve kitchens, colleges, sure. institutions. There are tremendous opportunities. Right. Anyone who knows how to cook knows the rules of a kosher kitchen and could put out healthy, safe food in large quantities, or put out smaller quantities, but artistically plate them. Serve them healthy. Serve them delicious. There's work waiting for you for the next forty. Right, Absol- years, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Our our final question comes from a uh, listener. Actually, listener Elizabeth uh, wants me to ask you about those who've come to the courses, your courses, after another career, like people who are writers or business oh, Spanish yeah. mentions.
7: That's, yeah, second career people. Yeah, oh, you know, and I know that. For those of us who are over 20 and 30 and getting a little older, there are lots of people that we see every day, whether we commute on the train or the Belt Parkway or the Grand Central. Well, there are a lot of people who wake up every day and do not look forward to going to work. Right. They, sometimes the first word out of their mouth is not so great as they wake up and realize they have... Eight hours working with people they may not like We'll be under a very high-pressure environment or just not like what they do. Sure. Um, I actually have a family member who makes quite a bit more money than me. He's in another field, but he's jealous of me and says all the time, boy, you love what you do. That's and right. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Everybody who knows me knows I just love what I do. I can't wait for the next wedding. I can't wait to see the next time bride. Yep. I can't wait. I see people on the happiest times of their life and that's why I got into this field. I don't want to sue people for a living. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't want people to see my name on an envelope and say, oh my God, yeah. my Sphinx Club. I want people when they see me, they know it's a bar mitzvah, it's a wedding, it's going to be an anniversary dinner. We're all going to have a great time. We're all going to eat well. It's going to be a simple. I want to be with people on the happiest time of their life, and that's why I uh, steered my career into the kosher catering direction for many years. That
1: is a great, great, positive comment, Chef Avram Wiseman. Thank you so much. The uh, name of the place is the Kosher Culinary Center, opening up in a couple of weeks, 2359 Flatbush Avenue. The website, kosherculinarycenter.com, 718- Three three eleven ten.
7: or kosher culinary center. Excellent,
1: now. excellent. Thank yeah. you so much again. I look forward. You know, last time there was a kosher chapter from the Nachum Siegel Network at the other school, yeah, and, and and, 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 the other and, school. and I yeah, and I was actually there preparing some food. I, I don't think. I hope nobody got sick afterwards. But I
6: remember it nah, was it was Everybody, it was everybody old. lived. Everybody <laughs> lived.
1: <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it did show uh, the behind the scenes and what. Goes through, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe I have to talk to Nachum, see if we can get that up there again. I, I remember it was tough judging, you know. Nachum was a judge, so was Naomi Nachman, who you know published a cookbook not too long ago. Before yeah, Pesach, she's been on the road, she's ah.
7: been on the road. So, a busy girl. We've we, been in touch with us. She's been in touch with us. Um, and what's really nice is since we're in, since we have embarked on this journey and this project to open this trip, this really nice culinary center, and it's really outfitted professionally. Um, we have spoken with quite a few people. Everyone from Susie Fishbine's been in touch, and Jamie Geller, and beautiful, um, just, uh, Paula Scheuer, who is also going out on the road with a new cookbook tour soon, and she wants she's going to be doing some classes with Naomi Ross and anybody who's anybody, any food personality in the kosher food world will be giving classes at the Kosher Culinary Center. We're going to have all kinds of lots of great ideas and all kinds of fun. And number one, education is fun and growing personal development is just a, a lot of fun. And that's what our students learn, that learning is fun, knowledge can be fun, and knowledge Excellent. is power. That's thank what you, we're
1: about. excellent, Chef Avram. Thank you again so much for joining us this morning. Enjoy, Hatzlach on the opening. We'll be in touch and find out what's going to go on in the next few weeks. Thanks again,
7: uh, Marcus. Yeah. I anticipate and look forward to feeding you some <laughs> unbelievable meals. I'm
1: looking forward to it. Take care thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome you're welcome take care. chef Avram Wiseman, Kosher Culinary Center I guess this morning extended interview I hope it was enjoyable. My thanks to those who commented on the app and asked some questions. Um, appreciate it very much. We'll go back to some music before we end up our show again kosher culinary Center they are on 2359 Flatbush Avenue 7183381110. Here is Schlemi Gertner on JM Sunday.
3: wenn mal Sholay mal you i you, 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 you Shall you a
1: Here on JM Sunday, getting set to wrap up the show. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this morning. Thank you so much to Chef Avram Wiseman of the Kosher Culinary Center, opening up in a few weeks in Flat on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. Uh, check the website, kosherculinarycenter.com. And uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Uh, keep it tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, Nachum will be on with uh, JM in the AM tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, followed by The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. And we'll be here again next Sunday morning for another live show of JM Sunday, another live presentation of JM Sunday. Uh, My thanks again to everyone. And we'll catch you next week right here on JM Sunday.